Here's your grander triple chocolate frappuccino with extra skim milk and a bagel, sir. Mm, that's great, thank you. Is that a... Oh my god, I've always wanted one of those. They look so easy to use, so pretty and damn fast. Man, I just wish I could afford one. Afford one? But it's free. Max free now? <laughs> Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this, the very first edition of the Oh My God Ubuntu Ubuntu Tuesday podcast. Now, you're probably wondering who the hell we are, so here's a little bit more about us. Well, I'm Benjamin Humphrey, I'm a 19-year-old New Zealander studying computer science in Dunedin. I uh, have been using Ubuntu for about a year, and during that time I've learnt a a metric tonne of stuff. Um... I have been contributing to Ubuntu for probably only about four or five months, actually, actively contributing. I founded the Ubuntu Manual Project. Um, I write for Oh My God Ubuntu. I obviously co-host a podcast. I co-host a podcast, and um, I also sort of stick my fingers in design a wee bit and and harass the canonical design team as much as I can. My name is Jerry Elijah, better known to uh, most of you as Dude, that's Dude with a Zero. I'm 21, I live in the, the UK, and I'm the founder, creator, editor, lead writer, whatever you want to call it, of omagodubuntu.co.uk. Uh, I've been using Ubuntu since uh, Gutsy Gibbon, so I've been riding this Ubuntu roller coaster for a few years now. Hmm. Excellent. So, as uh, most of you should be aware, if you're not aware and you're listening to this podcast, then... Uh, you're in for a surprise. Yeah, you're in for a surprise. Um, <laughs> Ubuntu 10.04 was released last week. Surprise! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, that that came out on, on Thursday in the UK. Uh, it was Friday morning here. and um, Reception has been amazing to it. Absolutely. There's been some great reviews over the internet. Uh, a lot of mainstream tech blogs and stuff like Engadget and The Times Online, uh, quite a reputable um, blog or, or press media place, have uh, have posted reviews and, and their feedback and stuff, or their first impressions of it. Um, and and it's, it's great. Everybody seems to be very, very impressed with it. So I think all around, everybody who's contributed to Ubuntu for the last six months has done a fantastic job. What did you do to celebrate Lucid's release? Um, I got kicked out of Ubuntu release party. <laughs> You did? Yes, I was in Ubuntu release party. I I joined the IRC channel, and uh, there was like two thousand people in there, and um, and I said, "Holy shit, Batman!" And then I got kicked in like five seconds for language, so that was that. Uh, and then I rejoined later on, and we're trying to convince all these crazy, crazy people who kept on asking everybody you know, how far away was it. And I tried to convince them to, to, to just download DRC because it's basically the same and then just upgrade later on in the week to take the load off the servers. But then I uh, got kicked and banned for basically fooling people, which I didn't, I didn't know you were not allowed to do that. Oh, no. So that that was that. So, oh, um And then apart from that, I was just sort of hovering around and posting articles and stuff on, on Oh My God Ubuntu. What about you? What did you do? Uh, aside from running around like a headless chicken, uh, I was 
keeping my beady eyes and my fingers uh, poised and prepped, ready to uh, to keep oh my god readers updated with the latest um, the latest goings on regarding the release. Now, one of those goings on was uh, the the last minute bug. That yes, was, yes, it was. Which sort of held everything up for a few hours, actually, I believe. So. Um, it was a problem with um, Grub not displaying the other the secondary operating system when you installed Ubuntu alongside a dual boot system, which could have been quite catastrophic. So uh, the developers decided to respin just the desktop CDs because a lot of people probably won't know, but it actually takes two days to respin uh, to spin all the ISO images for all of the CDs for the different um, for the different spin-offs and uh, architectures. So I didn't have enough time because otherwise it would have been a 10.05, 10.05 release. Um, and with so many kind of, uh, it's not just home users who use Ubuntu. Obviously, there are a lot of other people, um, enterprises and things who use Ubuntu. And such a bug would kind of be a bit. It would sort bit... of screw everything up, really, because um, so basically, yeah, once they installed Ubuntu, if you installed Ubuntu alongside Windows, then you went to go to try and boot back into Windows, you couldn't because it wasn't listed in Grub. Um, and that would have caused, like, if, if that had sort of been released in the final version, that would have caused a lot of heartache and a lot of a lot of people who had thought Ubuntu wiped their Windows system and would have never used Ubuntu again. So it was definitely a good call by the developers to fix it, and uh, they got onto it very quickly. So kudos to them. Now, one of the things that I like to do is sit and daydream about potential changes in future versions of Ubuntu. And one of those changes that may be happening in Maverick, although this is only speculation, is a browser change. Yeah, well, because um, Mark released that article that he wrote a few weeks ago that was sort of outlined his, his goals for Maverick. And one of those um, emphasised that he wants the fastest web experience. Um, of course, the fastest web experience, the fastest browsers come from basically Chrome um, and, and Midori, which I tried out. A few days ago. Of course, you're not going to get the fastest web experience. And it pains me to say, but you're not going to get the fastest web experience from Firefox, are you? It's kind of fat and bloated and slow. It is fast, you know, it's usable, but it is not the it's, fastest. Yeah, which it's is... faster than Internet Explorer and Safari, <laughs> which doesn't say much. But, but you know, um, yeah. But it's certainly not the fastest. No. So, um, so I tried that Midori the other day, and I was very, very, very much impressed with how quick it was. And I think it's faster than Chrome. It's not faster than Chrome. It is not. I refuse to believe it's faster than I, Chrome. I swear it's faster than Chrome. Anyway, um, so... If someone out there cares to do some benchmarking, uh, feel feel free to uh, send it to uh, contact.omigodubuntu.co.uk to settle this. Yeah, because um, I reckon it's faster than Chrome. Anyway... I would be using Midori now, except for a couple of little things I didn't like about it. Firstly, um, it didn't seem to load favicons, which kind of was annoying, because my bookmarks bar usually doesn't have any text in it, it just has the icons for the websites, which is why I want Joey to change the damn icon for Oh My God Ubuntu away from Blogger, <sighs> because it's so hard. You are not you are not the first person to mention this. We do have uh, an Oh My God Ubuntu favicon. For some reason... It does not display. Sometimes it displays, sometimes it doesn't. I've I've emailed a blogger and asked where I put it to make it display all the time. And I have it in the correct place, but for some reason it does not display. I have no idea why. That's that's annoying. 
It's not my problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was one of my little gripes. Also, you can't seem to you can't right click on bookmark entries in the bookmarks bar and remove them or anything. Uh, you can't drag tabs and stuff like you can in Chrome. And um, also, it's quite thick the toolbar at the top. Once you have the tabs and the bookmarks bar and the address bar, and then the file menu, and then the window border, whereas Chrome actually just puts the tabs mm. inside the window border, which makes it a lot cleaner. And it also doesn't have a um, a menu bar like file, edit, view, that sort of stuff. So um, I, I'm I'm still using Chrome, but I was impressed with Midori, and I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. It's certainly a promising little browser. Mm. It really is. So. One of the one of the um the reasons why we we think Chrome, uh, Google Chrome, not Chromium, but Google Chrome should be a maverick is due to the Flash support. So tell us about that, Joey. Well, yeah, I mean it was announced uh, a little while back that Google and Adobe, the uh, who are certainly one of the, the 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 companies on everyone's lips at the moment, um, Google and Adobe um, have an agreement now, and Flash comes pre-installed in Google Chrome. It's available now uh, in the beta channel for Linux. It's available in the Windows uh, beta channel. And I think it may... I don't think it's available in Mac yet, but, but blah, blah, blah. It basically comes with, with, with Flash pre-installed. So you install Chrome, you've got Flash. You don't need to install anything. You don't need to, to enable anything. It's just there and it's working and it stays up to date. You don't need to do anything. That's absolutely... Which is, uh, which is yeah, fantastic. That is fantastic. And um, another thing that I like about Chrome, even though I don't use them, is that it actually has quite a large library of extensions now. A it lot does. of people sort of complain that they don't want to switch from Firefox because it doesn't have, you know, Adblocker 2010 or, or all these silly sort of extensions. But um, I, I, I don't use any extensions, but I have looked through them and there is a lot of extensions there that seem to cater for pretty much anyone. Um I do use extensions and uh, in Chrome, and it has every extension that you possibly need. Really, it has ad blockers, flash blockers, uh, block up block 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 up blockers. Um, it has you know Gmail <laughs> checkers, <chickens>. reader checkers. <laughs> exactly, it has pretty much everything you could want. I mean, it really riles me up when 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 people say, "Oh, I like Chrome; it's fast, but it doesn't have you know." The, the Zwinky emoticon toolbar yeah. yet, or the dancing status bar hula Firefox has a lot of useless extensions, a lot of, a lot of useless outdated extensions. So that's... Um, More extensions does not equal a better browser. Exactly. It's about the quality, not the quantity. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens at UDS with regards to the default application selection for Ubuntu and whether a new browser is proposed. Benjamin is the leader of the Ubuntu Manual Project, aren't you? Uh, that I am, yeah. I'm not making that up. And he's going to tell us now about some of the Manual Project's exciting plans for Ubuntu 10.10. Tell us about Jessica Cosgrove. <laughs> tell, her, tell us about her. Okay, so Who introducing Jessica Cosgrove. Jessica Cosgrove is a 26-year-old graphic designer living in Albany, upstate New York. She could she commutes to work in New York City every day on the subway. She has a small dog named Basil. Her interests include rock climbing and partying, as well as drinking. She plays some acoustic guitar. Jessica also has a list of cool, good friends, and she has a favourite band, which is The Electricians. Her favourite album for The Electricians is Turn Me On, but she also likes the album Short Circuited. Why did I say all that? 
Jessica uses Ubuntu. What we're doing for the Ubuntu Manual Project is creating a persona. Um, a persona is basically a made-up person, completely imaginary. Jessica doesn't exist. She's completely imaginary and made up by our team. And That's not st strictly true. Uh, all right. She's, she's based on a, a friend of mine. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I hope a friend of mine doesn't listen to this. She doesn't know about it. Anyway, um, so... So we're creating a persona because if you look through the manual, you'll see a lot of screenshots of like uh, F-Spot, for example, or Evolution that don't actually have any content. So Evolution doesn't have any emails and stuff. And that's not a, a um, realistic representation of what you'd see if you use those programs. You'd probably have content eventually um, inside those programs. So what we want to do is create content for them. So we'll be having a whole bunch of photographs of Jessica rock climbing in an F spot and we'll be having um, a rhythm box will display an album from the electricians for all the screenshots and whenever we use examples and stuff in the manual and, and all of our publications um, we'll be using Jessica as a as an example like her, the username and stuff all of that will be Jessica and um, and uh, yeah so she represents basically the target audience, if you will. So the, the type of person who just wants to use Ubuntu to get things done. She's a graphic designer, so she'd want to use sort of like design type programs. But she might also want to use email and that sort of thing to keep in touch with her friends and uh, and Gwibber to, to organise yeah, activities and, and that sort of stuff via Twitter and things like that. So um, we're still developing her persona. And it's one of the more interesting sort of imaginative things we get to do. Uh, dick around sort of coming out with stupid band names and and we have to come up with, with like you know like a couple of dozen songs and stuff for these bands and things so feel free to come along and suggest songs although I hate to I hate to um, think of some of the suggestions the readers might come up with uh, she doesn't like Justin Bieber though she does not like shh don't mention the Bieber mention, oh, crap we can't every time I mention Justin Bieber the world like explodes I, the moon moves slightly closer to Earth. <laughs> it does. Um, now you released you released the Ubuntu manual uh, uh, last week, didn't you? Just before the uh, just before we, Lucid's we, release. We tried a bit to rush, yeah. <laughs> and you 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 only had a few downloads, I believe. How many was uh, it? Just just twenty thousand, actually. That's yeah. a shame. So we're actually really, really, really happy with how many downloads we had. We aimed for 10,000, and I wasn't sure if we'd get that. Um, we got 20,000 downloads in the first 24 hours alone. We're, rec we're recording this on, on Saturday uh, Saturday night, and basically uh, at the moment we've got, we've got about 30,000 downloads, and hopefully by the time it comes out we'll be, be up to about 50,000 downloads. So it's definitely, um, definitely pretty awesome that we've got so many downloads. Mm. Make make sure if you're listening to this and you don't have a copy, make sure you get a copy. Ubuntu ma Ubuntu manual.org. Yeah, so it's very easy to download it, and um, also a lot of people have been asking about uh, translator manuals. We did sort of promise we'd have translations, and we we're not going to we're not going to rebuke on that promise. Um, we do have translations. We're just waiting on a couple to be finished. So we have three or four of them have actually been 100% finished. They just need to be edited, and then the rest of them are still being translated and we'll release those as they are finished. So we hope to have the few that have actually finished uh, edited and out by 
um, UDS or just after UDS, so in a couple of weeks' time. So keep an eye on. Yeah. Out of interest, are there any um, languages you don't have that you would like? Well, our, our statistics tell us because what you can do is if you go to the website and you for the, the manual isn't available in the language you want, you can actually subscribe and we'll email you when it is. And our statistics tell us that the most people who have subscribed want a Russian manual. About 130 people want one so far. And um, and then the second most wanted one is a Spanish manual. So we need help. You don't already have a Spanish? No, we don't. It's about it's about 60% translated. So we need more help. We need more help. Um, the German, Galician, uh, sorry, German, Galician, the English UK and Greek have almost finished and they're going to be out soon. Um, interestingly, we actually also have support for ancient Greek, which I thought was a bit... But <laughs> Socrates will be happy. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it's specified um, that ancient Greek only up until 1355 AD. So someone, someone out there is using Ubuntu and, and wants a manual on ancient Greek, so they've cared enough to actually start a translation in that. So if you speak ancient Greek, we need you. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So, there's some uh, awesome things coming up for Proposal at UDS, which will be a few days away, actually, next week, in fact, which is, uh, UDS, for those who don't know, is the Ubuntu Developer Summit. So every six months, the Ubuntu developers from all around the world fly to a location on planet Earth. Uh, This time, yeah, not to the canonical moon base, (laughs) and, um, and... this, this year, well, not this year, sorry, this cycle, it is in Brussels. So UDSM to um, to plan the Maverick release at the end of this year is in Brussels, Belgium. So it's at the Dolce La Hupa Hotel. And how does Benjamin know this? Well, uh, I happen to be going, which is quite cool. So I was sponsored to go so canonical send about 200 employees and they also sponsor 60 people from the community um sponsorship uh, sponsorship applications opened a few weeks ago i applied and i was awarded sponsorship which is really cool so sponsorship covers your airfares and accommodation um i'll be going along and attending a lot of sessions uh on documentation and design and and not only will i just be helping out, but I'll also be covering a lot of UDS for Oh My God Ubuntu in the form of yeah, in the form of writing some articles, uh, breaking news, taking photographs, doing podcasts, and perhaps even some audio interviews with the likes of uh, Ubuntu developers. There's some awesome things planned for UDS. Um, this is the first time that there's a dedicated design track. So UDS is split into different tracks for different areas. Uh, there's a track for communities, there's a track for the platforms team, one for the server team, that sort of thing. And the design team actually has a dedicated track this time around, which means we'll be lo- seeing a lot of uh, design discussions and stuff for Maverick, which means Maverick is going to look fantastic. <coughs> So there's also a discussion on the global menu for Netbook Edition. <coughs> for, for those that don't know what this is, uh, the Ubuntu Netbook Edition of Ubuntu 10.10 Maverick will be getting a single global menu, a la, which is very a similar. La yeah, yeah, a la. 
a lot of Mac OS X. Um, and I'm sure that's going to cause great consternation in a certain section of uh, Ubuntu users who see Ubuntu as becoming you know, Mac OS X. It was actually when, when you posted that article, the most of the comments were surprisingly positive. I don't know if that's just because it's from for a change. I don't know yeah. if it's just for the netbook edition. Um, if it was an announcement for the desktop edition, I think they might have been a bit less positive. But um, I think it's a great idea. I, the, the, the global menu thing, makes sense like I've read mm-hmm. usability studies and stuff on it and it, it does make sense to have your menu up the top left I mean it, not only does it it, it it work from a usability perspective but it also looks a lot nicer because it, it doesn't clutter up the interface as much with all these windows that have their own little menus um, so the idea is that it will save vertical pixels um, because netbooks only have anywhere between 600 to 900 vertical pixels and um, vertical pixels is something that's quite important so that's the idea behind that so it'll be interesting to see what it come up I cannot wait to see mock-ups I really cannot because if if the design the attention to design that's gone into uh, lucid is carried over and and even maintained for maverick then then it's just going to look fantastic I think yeah but I, I'm a I'm a fanboy anyway. So. <laughs> you can't wait to see anything. I'm going to learn. Exactly. Yeah. So um, another thing that is proposed for UDS is the improved login experience, which has actually been a constantly being worked on for, uh, for, for ages. And it's the, the boot experience thing. So the boot experience at the moment right up to the login screen is awesome. Like you get, We don't have two boot screens like we did for Karmic anymore and all that sort of stuff. We've got just Plymouth that takes you, you don't see any dirty text or anything like that. Problem is after, after, after the login screen, it's not quite as nice. So we could have like the wallpaper fade in, for example, and all this sort of nicer stuff. Mm. So that's something that is going to be talked about for Maverick as well. So definitely going to be improving Maverick on looks department a lot. We're also going to be touching, I mean, we're only highlighting a few things here. There's lots going to be going on at um, UDS, but other things are going to be touched on, such as um, touch support for Maverick, a new sound theme, which uh, was uh, rather humorously... Forgotten. Forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Literally forgotten for, for Lucid. So it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of develop a sound scheme, because I, I honestly cannot picture Ubuntu without the um, dum 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 dum, <laughs> dum, dum. <laughs> um, so new sound theme also the default app selection for the netbook edition is going to be quite interesting yeah yeah there, there, there's talks of um, maybe changing the browser as we touched on earlier to Chromium and um, maybe changing the default media player to the something akin to the Moblin media player which is sort of you don't have all these separate applications for video, music, etc. They're all in one, in a nice interface. Um, there's exciting developments afoot, particularly for the netbook edition, actually, because mm. that's what a lot of um, focus is going that we know about so far. Yeah. Uh, and then they're also looking um, at expanding the Gwibber API to include stuff like photos, links, and events, and things like that. So a bit of integration with Facebook. Um, as as we said, those are just a few things that sort of stuck out at us. Literally a fingerful, not even a handful, it's a fingerful. A, a lot of stuff goes on at UDS. I mean, a lot of stuff. And uh, we'll definitely try to be cover as, as much as we can. Um, yep. If, if you can't be there and you can't participate remotely, etc., then then keep an eye on the blog because we'll be, we'll be hammering it all out. Yep. There will be you. breaking news left, right and centre. 
Okay. So I watched quite a lot of Family Guy. I love Family Guy. And um, one of the episodes from a few seasons ago has a, a bit where Peter gets a job at the local news news station in Quahog uh, doing a segment called what, what Grinds My Gears. And so I wanted to do a segment where I rant about something um, because I like, I like ranting. This segment is called What Makes My Kernel Crash? What makes my kernel crash? Yeah, crash of a K. What makes my kernel crash? Linux applications naming conventions. Now, if I just have a look at my, my main menu, it's, it's got better over the years. But for example, I've got uh, a lot of things that seem to have G's in front of them, like get it. And uh, let me have a look. What else have I got? Um, G thumb and a few other things that have fairly ordinary names that are sort of off-putting actually and there's quite a lot of stuff in the software center that has like the worst names in the world um one of these things that have a really bad name is the pc man fm2 file manager which we mentioned before in lubuntu why can't you just call it file manager why do you have to have pc that doesn't even it's not a representation of what the thing does pc man fm2 what is that what does that even mean um i I just, it's something to do with Linux. Like, it's just, they can't come up with good names for things. Like, Inkscape's good. That's that's a good name. You know, that, that makes sense. Um, and and Firefox and, and all these open source things are actually quite good. Midori's cool. You know, I've got a good logo and stuff. Uh, QBitTorrent. QBitTorrent. Why is there a Q in front of it? Do, I mean, I know it's sort of designed for KDE. It's not even KBitTorrent, though. Could they not just call it, um, you know, something... Like just translate BitTorrent into a different language and call it something else. Like I came up with an application a while ago called QuickShot, and it didn't take me long to come up with the name QuickShot because it takes screenshots quickly. So QuickShot. Anyway, people who are developing programs, you should put a bit of effort into your name for your program because a name and first impressions, like a, a good icon and a good logo, actually... Uh, are quite important. So if you're developing a program, think about the name. Don't call it PC Man FM2. And that's what makes my kernel crash. Okay, thank you for listening to this. The first instalment of Ubuntu Tuesday, the Oh My God Ubuntu podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we are still finding our feet, so if you've got any suggestions, please feel free to bundle them over to oh my God, Ubuntu, contact at ohmygodubuntu.co.uk. Uh, in the next podcast, we'll be slightly more refined. We'll be bringing your podcast to you from Belgium. I'll be in Belgium for the Ooh. UDS, and uh, we'll have some exciting stuff to talk about. Uh, since it's my first trip to UDS, I'll probably just be sort of like jumping off the walls and stuff. But <laughs> anyway, so stick around for that. And um, yeah, don't forget to pay attention to the blog. Make sure you subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at Oh My God Ubuntu and any other shameless plugs I can think of off the top of my head. No, I can't. So thank you for listening.